turn your Bibles, please, to John chapter 15. And uh, later on, we will uh, call uh, missionary Bob Colon. But uh, let's all stand, please, as we turn our Bibles to John chapter 15. We'll be reading verses 1 to 9. The Bible tells us, give attendance to reading. Let's pay attention even as we read the Word of God. That means we need to stand. That is what we believe in here. As we read the Word of God, we stand. I'll read verse 1. You read verse 2. Alternately then together, verse 9. I am the vine, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. I am the vine, ye are the branches, he that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Altogether, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for this time. We can gather and again face in your word. And Lord, we pray that your sweet Holy Spirit will give us wisdom, understanding heart, and truly apply these truths into our Christian life and witness. Thank you, Father, for this privilege. Continue to work in our hearts, in our midst. Use your servant that your word will be preached with clarity, with power, with love. Always your name be magnified and lifted up and honored. Lord, speak to our hearts in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Thank you. Be seated, please. Well, we have to continue in Christ our Savior's presence. Our theme this year is continue. And the Bible is very clear that we are to remain. We are to mind. That is what the word continue means. And uh, the Lord has been so faithful to Bethany Baptist Church this year uh, is our moving now to our 65th year as a church. And we thank God for how the Lord has continued to use His church here in Bethany, in Makati, as we continue following the Lord, obeying what the Lord has commanded us to do, reaching the lost world with the gospel. I'm thankful even for brethren that comes. Oh, they are already residing in different parts of the Philippines or in different parts of the world. They come. And when they have their pause for a while from uh, their uh, routine, they're in their, their city or in their country, they come and they would not forget coming to Bethany, passing by, just like our brother and sister from uh, Australia and uh, even from, uh, from San Pedro or Santa Rosa, Brother Henry Ligayade is here. And many others, thank God that uh, Mom Pimentel is uh, here again, Mom uh, Rose Pimentel, who is already 92 years old uh, in the paper. But in actual, he is only 80. No? Wow. <laughs> but uh, I'm thankful. Uh, some of you probably are part of Bethany family in the years gone by, and now you come, you visit, and you're thankful that Bethany is still here. We continue by the grace of God. The Bible is very clear. Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and have been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Continue in the faith. Continue in God's grace. And we continue 
in Christ our Savior's presence. You know, this is very, very important reminder for us to be conscious of the presence of the Lord. And John 15, when you look at it, is a personal invitation to believers from Jesus Christ to continue with Him daily. Abide with Him daily. Remain in Him daily. The Savior of the world invites us into an intimate, personal, abiding relationship with Him where we will experience His wonderful love. Continue ye in my love. You see, there are thousands of words in the English language, and most likely the word continue, abide, is probably not one you used last week. Well, often use word, let's go, hurry up. We tend to use vernacular that keeps us going, but words like, Abide, remain, continue, usually escape us. Continue. Abide, remain is defined as to settle down. You keep on keeping on with what you're doing. As the Lord has continued to enable each one of us to reach the lost world with the gospel, with his love, oh, this is a good reminder for us. You know, our world today places such emphasis on being upwardly mobile that the very thought of remaining or continuing with something or someone has negative connotations. Most often, we are on the move from relationship to relationship, from um, city to city, from one job to another, from church to church. It's sad. Uh, it's sad even there are those people who are moving from one spouse to spouse. And folks, this is not the will of God. Now, the tragedy is that fewer people are finding God and continuing in a close-knit relationship with Him. Culture conditions uh, us to be in motion constantly on the go because of the culture, this present time, even in this modern technology. The Lord Jesus Christ spoke the words here in our text uh, no fewer than eight times. See the word abide, continue, remain. And in this passage, it tells His disciples, Abide in me. Continue in me. Continue in Christ our Savior's presence. Remain with me. Settle down into a relationship with me. Now, in this passage, Jesus was some, somewhere between the upper room and the Garden of Gethsemane, quite possibly surrounded by uh, vineyards. Now, in John 15, Jesus was not inviting his disciples to try him. Uh, uh, to try him out or to, to, to see what it might be like. He was inviting them to remain with him, to continue with him. And folks, this is a good reminder for each one of us. You've been part of the uh, family of God. You got saved and you become part of the church of the living God through baptism. And I hope that you are continuing. I'm thankful for those who have been here for many years. Uh, we have... When the church was organized, there were 18 charter members. And I'm thankful for Brother Johnny Wong, Junishi Wong, who has continued. I'm not saying that those uh, others of the 18, uh, they did not continue. But uh, the Lord already promoted a good number of these charter members. There are those who are in other countries continuing. And folks... Uh, where the Lord has placed you, you have to continue. You have to remain. You have to abide in His presence. It's not good that you are always moving from one point to another and doing something and uh, 
It's not the, the desire of the Lord for you to be floundering here and there, but abide. You have a days. And this is what the Lord desires for us. And so, what does it mean to continue to personally with Jesus Christ? Is it just some figurative concept or is it something we can truly enjoy? See, let's discover what it means to continue, what it means to abide in Christ our Savior's presence. And there are three things that I'd like for us to look see first the superiority of His presence and then we can see the summons to His presence and finally the uh, security of His presence. And by the way, I thank God that Brother Ricky Pachai is here. Brother Ricky's father has gone home to glory. Please pray for Brother Ricky from Bahrain. Brother Ricky, could you please stand? Natatakpan ka ng poste, hindi ka makita ng camera. Could you please move a little? Ayun, nakita ng camera. That is Brother Ricky Pachai. Maybe Pastor Raul Ruiz is uh, watching in the uh, live stream. And uh, I was really waiting for you uh, uh, concerning that uh, update. And uh, do pray for him. He has to make that emergency leave. Uh, from Bahrain and has arrived I think yesterday or Friday or yesterday and do pray for the family. It was a, 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 a shock but God of course we know was not shocked and that is still under God's plan. And do pray for Brother Ricky as he ministers to the, the family uh, concerning the uh, passing to eternity of his dad. Okay, So here let's go back the superiority of his presence, God's presence, Jesus Christ's presence. Here in Je verse 1, Jesus said, I am the true mind. Notice the words I am. Jesus Christ is not presenting himself as merely another way or another religion. Please take note, Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship with God in Christ. And the words I am are very powerful words in the Bible. Earlier in the book of John, when you look at it, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He declared, I am the light of the world. He also said, I am the door. And in John 14, 6, Jesus proclaimed, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You can see Jesus' statements are definitive. They are powerful and exclusive. His claims are supreme, superior. When you enter his presence, you are entering into the greatest presence in the universe. Aren't you glad that you are aware that Jesus Christ is with you? The Spirit of Christ is in you, with you. The presence of the Lord Jesus Christ is upon us. He said here, I am the true vine. And the word true means genuinely true. It is genuinely true. Jesus Christ is not a false vine or just another vine. Jesus is the genuine true vine. And this is what we are telling the people as we share the good news of salvation. It is not through any other. It is only through the Lord Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. Our prayer is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, not in any other. And you can see there are many self-proclaimed saviors and man-made religions in the world today. But Jesus is the truth. If we as branches are going to gain sustenance and life from a mind, we must abide in the true mind. We need to abide in the true mind, yung pinakapuno. Oh, some say it doesn't matter which mind you abide in or which uh, religion you are part of as long as you truly believe. There are some people who say that, 
They say, it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you really believe it. Sadly, people today believe in all sorts of strange uh, things. Nakakalungkot po, marami na uh, naniniwala sa iba't ibang mga bagay. When we know that the only truth is the Word of God, thy word is truth, John 17, 17. And uh, for example, there are some who believe in Shirley MacLaine abides in a new age mysticism while she is abiding in a vine, it's a false vine. And many people, you can just tune in into the television, radio, and you can find or hear of these various uh, uh, religious groups. And you're wondering, if you are not really anchored in the Word of God, you will be carried away. The Bible is very clear. We are to be one. We are not to be tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Folks, many people are very religious, counting beads, confessing sins and following strict traditions, yet without Christ, they are abiding in false mind. Agawala po ang Panginoong Heso Kristo, hindi ka talaga nakakonekta sa tunay na puno. Now, in this parable, the branches represent the lives of believers, people who share life from the vine. Do you know for sure that you are fixed to the true line? Have you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? And you know, the Lord Jesus Christ invites you to come to Him if you have not yet done that, to come to Him in faith and to place 100% of your trust in Him to forgive you of your sins and take you to heaven. This is the promise of the Lord. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And when we are in Christ, a child of the King, a child of God, by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have that assurance of heaven. These things are written that you may know that you have eternal life. See, uh, he's the only way. And this is the most important decision to settle. Knowing Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord of your life. You're coming here if you are a visitor. It's not an accident. It is God's design. It's God's divine appointment. That you will hear the message of His Word, God's Word, and faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. See, I thank God that the vine from which I draw my strength and sustenance is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the creator of the world. I do not know with you. I hope that Jesus Christ is where you are connected. See, uh, he lived a perfectly sinless life on this earth and died on a, the cross of Calvary for my sin, for your sin, for the sins of the world. He rose again for my justification, for our justification, and what a privilege to enter into personal relationship with him. It's a relationship, it's not a religion. See, to accept his invitation to abide in Him. This is the superiority of the presence of the Lord in our lives. His presence is supreme. It's superior to abide with Jesus Christ is to abide with God Himself. Continue in the Lord. Folks, this is indeed very, very important. It's sad that there are some people after experiencing some problems in their life, they drop church. They do not anymore come to the services, Sunday school, they drop Wednesday service. They do not go to the prayer meeting when you are supposed to be more clinging on the Lord. 
and he's the first one that you take out from the picture. We are to continue in Christ, our Savior's presence. Folks, this is indeed very important. This is the superiority of the Lord Jesus Christ's presence in our lives. The psalmist said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. If Jesus Christ is your shepherd, you do not have anything to look for more. Any, because he's the source of everything. He's the great benefactor. When we continue in his presence, oh, everything is there, complete. And you can see, as we move on, we can see the summons to his presence. If you will look at verse 4, the Bible says, Abide, continue, remain in me, and I in you. And notice that this is a complete sentence. He is inviting us into his presence. Understand this. Before you can abide with someone, you must first enter into a relationship. Right? Before you can continue, you have to enter first into a relationship. Before you can uh, abide or continue, can you remain in your, in your home, you must first enter into that home. The way to enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ is by faith in his finished work. It is finished. When Jesus Christ hung on the cross of Calvary, he said, it is finished. Tetelestai, faith in Paul. And our faith is a faith of done. It is not due. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You see, the Bible is very clear here in Ephesians 2, 8. Uh, abiding in Christ begins by putting faith in Jesus Christ. You cannot continue, you cannot remain, you cannot abide in Jesus Christ if you have not been saved. Trusting is death and resurrection for the payment of our sins, your sins, my sin. When you make this decision, the Bible says you are saved. And from that moment on, you can continue with him in a personal relationship. Continue, abide, remain. The invitation of his presence, the summons to his presence, begins with salvation. And once you enter into that relationship, Jesus summons you to abide. Abide. Remain. Continue. Uh, uh, with him, he invites you to, to come alongside with him. And this is what the Bible is telling us here. Jesus Christ says, uh, Continue in me, abide in me. Draw, he, we are to draw sustenance from him and cling to him like the branches cling to the vine. If you just imagine, if you cut those branches from the vine, what will happen to those branches? It will wither, it will die. It is good for nothing. The Bible tells us of that. You see, uh, uh, we have to cling like the branches cling to the vine, cling to the Lord Jesus Christ. And this relationship is not temporary. It is not temporary. It's a lifelong journey. Well, as you have come to know Jesus Christ as Savior, you go through some valleys and what? Uh, there are mountaintops in your life. But regardless of what you go through, rough times, tough times, trying times, you continue. You remain in the Lord. Do not drop Oh, I was offended. Oh, the pastor was not able to uh, cite my name. He forgot. 
he called me Mario or Marisa. And there are times that you feel uh, uh, bad. Folks, you should understand that there is no perfect church. There is no perfect pastor. No perfect members. They do not exist here in this world. We have a perfect Savior, Jesus Christ. And we praise God for that. But the Bible tells us you continue. John 1.1, 1, 1, the Bible tells us when you, when you uh, uh, look at John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. One way is to regularly read and study the Bible. How do you uh, respond to the summons of the Lord, to the invitation of the Lord to continue with Him, in Him? See, the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. When you spend time or invest time in God's Word, you are investing time with God. You are abiding, continuing with Him. His Word is alive, His Word is powerful, and will change your life as you allow its truth and to flow into your heart. That is what God's word does. Oh, we may also abide with the Lord through prayer. We continue, we remain in the Lord through prayer. How is your prayer life? James 4, 8, the Bible says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. And let me tell you that prayer is asking God and he invites you to come boldly into his presence. And to us, according to his will, he desires to hear and answer your prayer today. What is your prayer today? Oh, do pray for our sick brethren. I understand that uh, Brother Onek, one of our ministry guards, has to go through a dialysis, just like um, Brother Bebet. And pray for our Nigerian brother, Linus Bihoma. He's still there at the same time. And at St. Clair's Hospital, I hope you will find time to visit and encourage this brother together with Regina Ramirez Bihoma. Recently, just uh, maybe a month or two, uh, part, uh, transferred to Bethany from the bow. And uh, he's still there and has to go through almost daily dialysis with a creatinine that has shot up to 1,600 and uh, uh, it has gone down now to 1,000, uh, a little over 1,000. And uh, the, the card, the health card of Sister Regina uh, has already been exhausted or consumed. And uh, they are in the red. And uh, we continue to encourage. They are both part of our opportunity class and going back to further discipling. You see... It's good that they can, you know, uh, as, you, as you visit, they are, uh, Brother Linus is in carriage, and it's uh, one of those things that gives strength. The prayer of the brethren, the effectual fervent prayer, the Bible tells us, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And we continue to manifest what the Christian community, the family, and folks, uh, they, they continue to abide. I still uh, see them in the, the services despite the fact that Linus is having some health issues. And it was only last Sunday after the service that uh, oh, Linus has had this problem and uh, has been vomiting the whole morning, the whole day of Monday. And I received a text message from Sister Regina that he has, she has to rest Linus to St. Clair's. They are just living here in Calatagan. And uh, you see, uh, 
even through trials. They continue and they become a witness there. I was passing trucks, giving out uh, even my card as uh, the trucks have been already consumed. And I'm thankful that uh, there are those who have already been ministered there in that ward. And uh, abide in Christ through trials. You might be experiencing some trials in your life at this time. What is it? Maybe financial or maybe health trials. Uh, the doctor has pronounced that big C that you're dreading and you're wondering what will happen to my life. Oh, you can see the Bible is very clear that the trials of our faith can become very precious if they draw us closer to God. That the trial of your faith, 1 Peter 1, 7, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. You know, people who do not have the Lord open turn to alcohol, to drugs, sin and vice, to cope with the hardship of life. But as believers, folks, as Christians, as members of the family of God, we can turn to a more intimate, close walk with the Lord. We can continue in the Lord Jesus Christ's presence in our lives. We can know that he is our comforter and that he understands our burdens and trials. See, in the old western days, a man was walking down the road carrying a bag of grain on his shoulder. It's a story. Another man was riding along the road in a back uh, board pulled by a horse. And he came up beside the man carrying the grain and said, Jump up here on the backboard, backboard with me. It's too hot to be walking today. And the man said, thank you. And got up onto the seat with his grain still on his shoulder. Imagine, he's already there seated on the backboard, but the grain is still on his shoulder. After a while, the driver said, why don't you put that grain down and relax? And the passenger said, oh no, it's enough that you would allow me to ride. I would never ask you to carry my load too. And Jim, this is what many Christians do. We may laugh at the story, but this is sometimes what we are doing. We say, Lord, I know you, have, you saved me. You can save me, forgive my sins, and give me a home in heaven, but... I wouldn't ask you to carry my load too. Folks, the Bible tells us in Romans 8, 32, He that is spared not his own son, but delivered him ever as all, how shall that he with him also freely give us all things? God is able. I want to abide with you. I want to continue with you. I want to carry your load and be your life. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter 5, 7, it tells us, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Jesus continues in John 15, 4, when he says, and I in you. He said, I want you to abide. I want you to continue in me. I want you to remain in me, and I want to abide in you. Look at that. How can Jesus Christ Abide, remain, continue in you. If you will look at Galatians 2.20, the Bible tells us, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. 
And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Look at that phrase, Christ liveth in me. When you receive Christ as your Savior, listen folks, God's Holy Spirit came into your life. We are indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God and that indwelling is permanent. Once and for all. Oh, John described it in 1 John 2, 2, 27, this way, in 1 John chapter 2, in verse 27, but the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. The anointing which you have received of him abideth in you, and that is the Holy Spirit of God. Yeah. Folks, once you trusted Christ, you're, the Bible tells us you are the temple of the Holy Spirit of God who is in you. The Bible says that the anointing we receive of the Lord abides in us. The anointing is the Holy Spirit of God. So when Jesus says, abide, remain, continue in me, and I will abide in you, he is referring to his spirit who abides in us every moment of every day until we meet the Lord. Aren't you glad of this? We should be thankful of his presence upon us every moment of our lives. That is why Jesus Christ alone can say, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Siya lang po ang makapagsasabi ng tunay eh. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Folks, you can see the Lord Jesus Christ is summoning us to his presence. Abide. Continue, remain in me and I in you. He's not living us. We're the ones living him. We're trying to get out and do our own thing and not abiding in the Lord, in his word, in prayer, in trials, in his church. The Bible is very clear, Hebrews 10, 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more. Look at that praise, so much the more as you see the day approaching. But sad to say, there are churches who are cutting services. We need to have so much the more as we see the day approaching. The coming of the Lord is drawing nigh and nigh. And folks, we are continually encouraged even by these partners in Gideon's. Let's continue to partner. We continue to reach the lost world, even giving the word of God, and the word of God will not return unto him void. We continue to share the message of the cross. We continue to challenge you folks. We had our faith promise missions, giving commitment and stewardship commitment last Sunday and praise God for the good results. We had mentioned in the business meeting that in 2016, our uh, faith promise missions giving averages, what, 105 per week, 105,000 per week. But in 2017, as we continue to grasp the, the essence of missions, the reason why we are here as a church, as we continue in the Lord, recognizing that the Lord is with us and in us. Oh, by the grace of God, we have 142,000 average weekly for faith promise missions giving. But that is just 60% of the tithes. 
but it's a 35% increase from the previous year. And by the grace of God, as I look at the commitments that have been made last Sunday, it is the ratio that is uh, expressing there is 92% of your tithes. Oh, it's getting nearer to 100% and beyond. We continue to take in the challenge and step out in faith and allow God to use us to be a strong base for reaching the lost world. Sometimes you're wondering, how can these things be? I really do not know, but we just have to continue because God is the God who is able to make all grace abound toward us that ye, having all sufficiency in all things, we abound to every good work. Sometimes we do not think that God will do that. The Bible is very clear in Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. We continue by the grace of God. Would you like to be part of the church where we continue to reach out the lost world with the gospel, not only here in our Jerusalem, by the grace of God, reaching our community and Samaria? We thank God for the prison ministry. We thank God for the RU recovery ministry, reaching those people with addictive behaviors. We thank God for the mana ministry, the minorities, children, the wasted children in their terms. And we continue to do that by the grace of God. We thank God for this new ministry, the LGBT ministry, the lesbian, the bisexual, the gays, the transgender, even through Brother Rory Merns. Very soon, by the grace of God, we'll be commissioning him officially as missionary in Tagum or in these other parts of the Bao. We are waiting for Brother Solano to go there and we just have to look, see, and do things decently and in order. And folks, these are ways we continue. God is able. And a while ago in the altar prayer devotion time and sharing how Pastor Paul Chappell, as he was telling the brethren there in Lancaster about Bethany, that we have been a, an encouragement to them. We are reaching the world. You know that in Korea, churches in Korea, Baptist churches have sent out, and they are very thankful, they have sent out, these are combination of churches in Korea, in South Korea, they have sent out missionaries to the different parts of the world outside of Korea, and during the time in the global fellowship, they made mention about 20 22 missionaries in different parts of the world. And I was uh, looking at that. Oh, Lord, you have already 23 or 24. But now we have 26 by the grace of God. Now it's not comparing, but you can just imagine it's one country and it's only this church that God has enabled us to send out missionaries outside of the Philippines reaching out Cambodia, we have five, and one of them is Bob Colon. We have five missionaries in Cambodia directly sent out here, but we have 27 missionaries in Cambodia using Asia Baptist Clearinghouse. We continue to partner with them, all of them. We have four in Vietnam, 
We have three in Myanmar, three in India, two in Indonesia, one in Malaysia, one in Papua New Guinea, one in Laos, one in Nepal, one in Mozambique, one in Armenia, one in Israel, one in Australia, Freddy Arellano. We continue. By the grace of God, we continue. We continue in His presence. First one, the superiority of His presence. We have the summons to His presence. And as we continue to do the work that the Lord has given us, there is this awareness. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. And finally, we are to see the security of His presence. If you will look again at John chapter 15, verse 9, the Bible tells us, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. See, the, the security of abiding or continuing in the Lord is His love. We are secure in His love. Regardless of what happened, He loves us. We love, you know, you can, you can just imagine how the Lord has manifested that love, sending His only begotten Son into this world. And the Lord Jesus Christ is an expression of that love for us, Jesus. And you can see here, folks, we live in a world that is starving for love. Yet, in this verse, Jesus invites us to abide with Him so that we might experience His powerful love. What a promise. And I believe it's not just a promise, it's a reality. I'm going to love you as the Father loves me. And the kind of love that Jesus offers is very different from the world's love. What kind of love is that? It is eternal. It is secure. In 1 John 4.10, the Bible says, Herein is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us. And God love you before you were ever born. Do you believe that? God loved you before the foundation of the world and Jesus Christ loves you with an everlasting and limitless love. It's not based on your performance. It's not based on your perfection or your power to earn it. It's based on grace. God loves you because he created you and he desires for you to personally experience that, that love, that uh, it, through an abiding relationship, a continuing relationship with him. You can see that God's love is also perfect. It is unconditional and totally accepting. If you will look at 1 John 4, 8, it says, uh, 1 John chapter 4, 4, verse 8, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And then it says farther in verse 10, perfect love casteth out fear, for there is no fear in love, because perfect love casteth out fear. Uh, uh, earthly love always has fear, attached to it. I love you if you get what? Sometimes we say to our children, I love you if you get uh, into the honor roll. Sometimes we have that kind of condition I love you if you double your giving. Folks, it's not. Uh, I love you if you uh, pay for my trip to Israel. I do pray for architect Higantoni. Deacon Higantoni is uh, still in Israel. I do not know if that is an orientation trip, a service trip. But uh, Deacon Higantoni has been uh, privileged by his loved ones to be in Israel. 
for a year, uh, for, for a year, for a month. And what a blessing. I love you because you pay for my trip in Israel. No, no, it's not that. I love you if you want. I love you if you um, bring home a paycheck. Now, sometimes our, our love is conditional, but God's love is not unconditional. Some fear is always built into human love. You know that? We fear being rejected or not being accepted. But the Bible says, perfect love casteth out fear. Perfect love, and that is God's love. Agape love casteth out fear. God's love gives complete security in the presence of Jesus Christ. You don't have to fear whether or not he loves you or accept you. His perfect love casts out fear. And that's what the Bible clearly says. God's love is unchanging. It is a love that will go on forever and ever and ever. Nothing can separate us from this wonderful love. You cannot do anything that would cause God to love you. Not to love you or to love you less. No. You cannot do anything. No power on earth can pull you out of his hand. And he will never change his mind about you. He loves you with all his heart today, tomorrow, and forever. Well, the Bible tells us in Romans 8, 35, and 30, 35 to 37, you can find in here to 39, Oh, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep as for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that love us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Folks, do you see that? The love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let me tell you that nothing will ever change God's love for you. This is the security of continuing in his presence. You may say, I have done some bad things since I've been saved. Who does not have sin after the salvation, after a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why the Lord has provision, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousnesses. This is household forgiveness, familiar in the family. Oh, the grace of God is much, much manifested in this 1 John 1, 9. Now, you do not use that as a license to sin, but it is a license to get back into fellowship with the Lord and continue serving the Lord. See, His love is unchanging and His arms are open wide inviting us to return to Him in repentance. You have sinned, you have violated God's word and God's desire as a child of God for us is to get back. His arms are open. He wants to welcome us back into fellowship with him. And though we have strayed from him, his love has been 
steadfast for you and for me. Listen. Picture that Jesus Christ is holding out his nail fierce hands to you. He's saying to those who never put faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, come unto me, and I will in no wise cast you out. Ganyan po ang sinasabi ng ating Panginoong Heso Kristo. Lumapit kayo sa akin, hindi ko kayo itataboy. Come unto me. Let me be your Savior. I am the true vine. If you know him, then he's saying to you, continue. Remain. Abide in me. I am the supreme God. I invite you to know me and I desire to know you. I have an amazing love to give you that you cannot find anywhere else. Remain, continue, abide in me and let me abide in you. This is actually what John chapter 15 is telling us. What a wonderful invitation from a wonderful Savior. Continue in me. Abide in me. Remain in me. You have accepted me and I have accepted you. Walk with me. Cling to me. Settle down with me. That is actually what the Lord is saying. Just stay with me. Eventually, we will be forever with him in glory. Folks, I don't know what you are thinking at this time, but I hope the Lord has spoken to us. Sometimes we have the tendency, oh, this will be my last service, or this will be, I'll be moving from this, and I'll be church hoping, church hopping. God's invitation is continue. He's summoning us. Abide, remain, continue in Christ, our Savior's presence. How is it with you this morning? Are you still on a quandary? What will be my life? It seems that I am stuck up in the church. I'm stuck up in the Lord. Yes, praise God for that. God's desire for you is to continue. You may be wondering, it seems that my life is not going anywhere, but just continue. Stay in the Word of God, continue in His Word, continue in prayer, continue in the trials that you are experiencing. God has a great plan for each one of us. The Bible is very clear, even in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you unexpected end, a bright tomorrow continue in the Lord do not swerve stay and I hope as you have made the decision it will not uh, be hesitant to come to the altar we'll be giving God's invitation and this is now the time for us to respond to, respond to the word of God 